Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. My name is Riyaz Safi. Please remember to subscribe and share this podcast with people who you believe will benefit. Now, starting off a business can be a scary feeling. Many questions arise. How does one actually make a success of an idea you might have? What if the business idea failed? And it requires long hours of hard work and dedication, but is it really worth all the trouble? Let's find out as we catch up with young entrepreneur, lawyer, thought leader, innovator, and one of Mail and Guardian's top 200 young South Africans, Zarif Minty. Hi Zarif, and it's a pleasure to have you on Thinking Out Loud. Hi Riaz, thank you so much for having me. In context of the worldwide recession that's caused by COVID-19, and in South Africa in particular, we have a high unemployment rate at present, and according to many economists, one way to boost the economy is to encourage more people to set up small businesses. But to be honest, it's a daunting experience. Where does one start off? Awesome. Look, I think it's a very important um, topic to start off on. And yeah, I think in South Africa, we have a, a, a very bad unemployment rate. You know, it's, it's escalating as the days are going because of COVID and the high number of retentions. Uh, I'm sorry, retentions in that sense. And also a lot of people are just closing shop, you know, away from um, your medium and big size businesses. There's a lot of your smaller um, businesses, especially within like the retail sector that's closing as well. So, I mean, th- those numbers are escalating every single day. We're definitely getting a higher um, sense of, of an understanding of how bad it actually is in South Africa. Um, look, I'm a very controversial person and I've always been that way. Um, I think I love speaking truth to, to things. And I think we have to look at like what's happening globally, you know, and I think I always find it so fascinating to look and I'm, <laughs> I really don't want to be one of those people who, um, who, who makes people too aware. But at the same time, you look at like countries like, like Lebanon, you know, and um, you look at like their unemployment rate, the unemployment rate doesn't even come close to ours, but um, people are, are protesting on the streets every single day asking for the government to step down you look at a country like the u.s and you know they had massive amounts of debt before donald trump came in as a president um you know you look at at like what was done before and you know people were protesting people were really upset about um where the country was i mean obviously under donald trump it's it looks a lot better the economy looks better the country is doing a lot better um but it's just that people are critical of the government. You know, in South Africa, I feel like we don't have that. Um, no one's protesting. No one's upset about the fact that our unemployment rate is this high. No one looks at the fact that we have massive inequality in South Africa. And it's shocking. It's, 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 it's a worry in that sense. You know, being a young person, worrying about other people in the country, worrying about the citizens. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in leadership as well. So I've played the role of like, you know, not only at university level, being in like the LSC and, and all of these different platforms. I've also been on like a national um, leadership show called One Day Leader. And our whole fundamental aspect of the show is that you want to make South Africa better for, for not only young people, but also everyone as citizens. Um, unemployment stuff, it's really tough. I feel like we need to hold our government and our state more accountable. But, um, you know, how, how, do we, how do we move out of that situation, especially with COVID? You know, it's, it's a global pandemic. It's something that's affecting people all around the world. Um, I just think it's a, it's a very difficult time now for young people. I think a lot of young people are, um, are going through not only difficult financial challenges, I feel like they're going through mental health challenges as well, you know. Um, it's very difficult to find 
a position now where you've just built up stability. Maybe you've been in a corporate job. Maybe you've you know, started to earn a good income. You started to take on responsibilities and liabilities. Um, you started taking on debt. Um, and now you have to pay off all of that expenditure, you know, and you suddenly lose your job. Um, through a retrenchment or whatever, it can be daunting. It can really affect a young person completely. So mental health is a huge issue. Um, but just in terms of like COVID, you know, as much as just talking about the unemployment rate as well, I feel like, like you spoke now about SMMEs, SMMEs play such a vital role now in South Africa. I think if, you know, they've always been a very important aspect in South Africa over the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, you look at the economy, the economy runs on SMMEs. It doesn't run on big business. It really doesn't. SMMEs are the reason why our economy keeps on rolling and running. Um, and now it's even more important. It's more, of more paramount importance. So um, I really feel like, you know, I want to be critical of um, people in power. I think it's very important. I think us as young people need to hold our leaders accountable. We need to hold the state accountable. We need to hold corporates accountable. I think it's very important now that we create policy that supports SMMEs. You look at countries like Netherlands, like Amsterdam as a city in Amsterdam. The support for SMMEs and entrepreneurs is, is it's like chalk and cheese in, to, you know, to South Africa. Um, the support is incredible. You know, young SMMEs or startups start up a business. Um, there's opportunities for them to grow and expand. South Africa, it's like, it's not the same thing. If you, if you become an SMME, you're most likely bound to fail, you know? Um, we're looking at the, the stats in South Africa. Out of, um, say, out of every single SMME that comes out, 80% of them will be closed off in the next two years. Out of the remaining 20%, within the next two years, another 50% will close down. So out of a period of four years, you're looking at 10% of SMMEs actually, you know, moving on and being able to, to grow and expand. Some of them just stay the same as well. Um, we definitely need better development opportunities for SMMEs. We don't have that in South Africa. Um, go government doesn't provide that to our South African public. They don't. They try their best, but it's not even close to being good enough. I feel like we need to take our government, let them spend time in cities like Amsterdam, let them go to Canada, let them go to Israel, let them go to all of these different places, let them see how they support SMMEs, you know, um, and then come back and, and implement this in South Africa as well. So, um, yeah, I think I'm very critical on on the aspect of what needs to be done to support SMMEs, but I completely understand and agree with you when you say that SMMEs play a very important role. Um, and I really hope that, you know, a lot of the young people that lose their jobs in corporate or whatever it might be, I hope they actually take the, the responsibility and they have the courage to go and start up a business um, or even just, you know, build up a business with a group of friends. And that's the way for them to be able to adapt to what happened with COVID. Um, you know, job losses means that the country has less jobs permanently. It's not going to, um, it's not, it's not like you move some jobs from one place and put it somewhere else. It's a, it's a reduction of jobs. So um, it's that whole system, it's that whole systematic thing. So if you end up sitting down and saying, look, in South Africa, we have a amount of jobs. Now, because of COVID, it's A minus a certain number. So those jobs are never going to be available unless the economy starts to improve, unless there's some funding being put back into the government, unless there's a relief fund that the government takes on. Um, but yeah, like I said, SMMEs play a very important role. And I really hope that they adapt to this change with COVID-19. What was your key driving force to become an entrepreneur? So I, I actually studied law at Wits University and I got my degree and I ended up doing, you know, some work at all of these law firms and I was going to decide on where was I going to be. Um, 
and I got into a law firm and I looked at it and it just wasn't for me, you know, like I could do everything. It was, it was possible, but I just didn't like the fact of being controlled. I feel like I, I couldn't, I, I didn't like the fact that you couldn't be creative in that mindset. You couldn't take something and build and expand it. You were, you were stuck in a certain parameter. You were stuck in a certain structure. Um, so for mm-hmm. me, it was um, the whole concept of, okay, I don't like corporate. I've studied, you know, I went to a, a university. I got a degree. I studied. I can actually go into a law firm if I want. But it's not what I was passionate about. I'm extremely passionate about building things. I'm a creative. I'm someone who, um, I'm an innovator. I love the concept of taking something and just building it up to a million times better or just changing what was there to something that's more adaptive or more innovative, you know? So um, I've always been that person. I've always believed in the concept of, of small business becoming medium business to becoming big business. I always believed in the concept of SMMEs. I always believed in entrepreneurship. Um, You know, corporate is a system. I love people in corporate. There's a lot of people who are passionate about corporate and they should go into corporate. But if we're looking at South Africa, we're looking what corporate stands for in South Africa. It's a system. It's, It's a system. It literally means that you get into a corporate law firm or you get into a corporate job or whatever it might be. You follow the system. Eventually, you're going to have children. Your children are going to then go to university. They're going to expect the best thing to ever happen to them would be getting a corporate job. And you just follow the system. And it goes through generation and generation and generation. And um, I'm against that model. I believe that we should really expand South Africa. We should make our young people better. You know? And the only way that you can do that is, yeah, you get those people who are you know, pro-corporate and they love corporate and they should go in there and, 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 and you know, do well in, in corporate and strive in corporate. But for everyone else who's not um, loving of corporate, because I mean, most people are not. To be very honest, a lot of people are actually trapped in corporate. And a good friend of mine and a mentor of mine by the name of Gayton McKenzie, he released a book a while back, a few years ago, actually, called Trapped, you know, and it speaks about how majority of the South African public that are in corporate they actually dislike being in corporate. They, they hate being in corporate. A lot of them actually dislike it. They hate it that much, but they forced in it because of the fact that they have stability because of corporate, you know? And that's the price you pay or is being paid to you to take away your freedom. Um, and I've always believed in that. And I always believe that entrepreneurship allows you to scale up a lot quicker. It allows you to become the person that you want to become. So I'm very pro-SMMEs. I'm very pro-entrepreneurship. I'm not anti-corporate. Um, but yeah, that's always been my mindset. I've always been that type of person. I've always been someone who believes to go after what he wants, you know, and nothing can stop you and no one can stop you if you believe in yourself. Um, so yeah, that's exactly why I became an entrepreneur. Wow, really nice. Thank you for sharing that. And you're thinking out loud moment in terms of addressing your greatest fear when you started out. Um, so I started up my my first business was a clothing company when I was still in high school. Um, I was about 15 or 16 years old. I, I grew up in, in the Northwest in a small little farm down. So, you know, the mindset was very different to what it even is. And I'm based in Johannesburg now. Like, it's completely different. You know, like you, you come from a small little town. Um, the system is is prominent. You know, everyone believes in the concept of this is the system. This is what's best for you. Follow the system. Um, and for me, the biggest fear I had is, okay, I started up this clothing company. I saw a gap in the market at 16. Um, I looked at influencer marketing at that stage. I mean, I'm now 26, so this was like 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago, influencer marketing wasn't being spoken about. I looked at clothing and I was like, okay, cool. There's celebrities out there and there's my clothing company. 
if I really want to grow my clothing company and not use normal channels of advertising, the best thing to do is to, for you to go and get these celebrities to wear your clothing and then it becomes cool and automatically just changes the game and people want to actually wear your stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. I um, approached a lot of celebrities um, and, and it was crazy that when I actually got, I remember I'm 16, I don't really know anyone. I'm, I'm from a small town. I forced it. I forced those relationships. I forced people to take me seriously. You know, I would come on weekends to Johannesburg. I mean, I, I made friends that are friends, um, to, you know, with me until today. Um, people like, for example, you know, uh, there's a guy called Kenny Kunene who had a show on ETV about 10 years ago. It was called So What? It was one of the most influential shows. Um, and I actually spoke to him and I, and I gave him some of my t-shirts and I never heard from him for about two weeks since. And then uh, two weeks later, I went, I just was watching TV and, uh, you know, this advert came up of the new season of So White and all of the clothing that he wore throughout that whole advert was all of my clothing. Um, and then it opened up doors wow. in terms of like all these corporates. Yeah, all these corporates start, started calling me and, you know, like newspapers started like covering the story saying, oh, look, the 16 year old, it's all, you know, Kenny's wearing all of his clothing. Like, what's it all about, you know? And then corporates contacted me and they're like, look, we have all these events coming up. Can you, can you come on to our um, on our database and you know we'll be able to give you business consistently and that's exactly what happened at 16 so I'd be traveling up I'd miss school sometimes come have a meeting with like some of the people in corporate in Santon, um, you know plan out something and then drive back again you know, with my with my dad or whatever it is so um, that, that was it like it's just it comes down to the aspect of of that but in terms of fear you know the first fear that came and it's, i think it's still there and i think it's a horrible fear in south africa i think it's actually one of the stupidest things we have in south africa is is this fear um the fear like this age factor thing you know so we we, we live in such a stupid world in south africa we are literally stupid that's what we are <laughs> because you look at people in the u.s and you look at yeah. people in other countries they don't even think of age age means nothing that's exactly why they have so many young people that are becoming innovators that's why mark zuckerberg was able to grow mark zuckerberg would never even if he created facebook facebook would not exist if he was born in south africa because age is an issue here here people believe that you have to have a degree you have to spend 15 years in corporate before they can listen to you start up a business it's absolute nonsense and i really believe that i feel like it's shocking that we have that mindset in South Africa and it's a really poor mindset, you know? Um, so I experienced that when I was 16, I would sit there. I mean, I, was, I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable. I was really nervous because I mean, you know, like it's something new for me. Um, but you felt it though. You felt people not taking you seriously. I mean, my ideas were good. You know, I mean, looking back 10 years ago, if I was sitting in, in that position where they were in as a corporate and I was listening to a 16 year old provide those, you know, information or, or those concepts, um, I would take that seriously. I would literally sit down and be like, you have something, this is quality stuff, you know, but they didn't take it seriously, mainly based on the fact of age. They were just like, look, this is a 16 year old. What does he know about? We, started, we went and we got a degree in this. Like, what does he know about this? You know? And I feel like that's the biggest mistake we have in South Africa. We don't um, collaborate and we don't partner up with people enough. We don't allow people to share ideas. It's all based on an age demographic, which is really stupid. And I really hope that, um, I can't wait for South Africa to have young, innovative people change the game. You know, um, it's starting yes. to happen already. So it's starting to happen. You're getting young people that are doing a million times better than people who have been, been in the industry for years and only believed in this age thing, you know, and they're starting to destroy that whole narrative. It's, it's being destroyed. And I'm glad. I'm very happy for those people. Um, 
even people like, I mean, I'll do someone like DJ Spo. I know he's, he's a little bit older now, but he started off at a young age. You know, he started speaking about entrepreneurship, about business. People never took him seriously. Today, he's, he owns market share in a market that was never there in the first place. You know, he created a new market. Um, you talk about people like Theo Boloy. Theo Boloy owns a company called Batu Shoes. You know, he, he grew up in, in Alexandra. Um, he used to sell shoes from his, from the car, you know, from his car, whatever. Today, he's, um, he's, he has 13 stores nationwide. He's bigger than some of the, some of the shoe, shoe brands that have been here for years and years and years, you know. Um, he's killing the game, completely destroying the game. And the whole idea behind that is that we need young people like that to come up and show up so that we can eliminate this whole narrative of, of age being a factor. That's definitely one of, the, one of the biggest issues, you know. And then another one would obviously be um, the whole concept of like, I think, in South Africa, the issue is this whole thing about funding. You know, young people mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I have this brilliant idea, but I don't know how to get it funded. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that on, on another day. It's just, it's, it's, it's worrying. You know, it's very worrying in South Africa that we have these issues for our innovative young people. We all make the mistake of looking at people who are successful and think they're so lucky. But we don't understand the tears and the sweat that goes into getting there. This leads me to my next question. How does one deal with failure in business? Um, so, so it's that whole Instagram lifestyle, right? Like people show you their good moments, but they never show you your bad ones. I've had businesses that have failed dismally. They failed absolutely dismally. I've had business partners that I would never even assume they had that type of a mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. um, people that have literally destroyed our business internally because of the, the, the type of mentality or mindset that they have. So um, you don't show those things on social media. And I feel like that's also something I really want to change moving forward. You know, I think I've, I've just been very low key over the last few months, mainly based on the fact that I have this big project and this big idea in mind, and I'm going to share it with everyone. But I feel like we need to stop Social media is too, it's becoming too inauthentic. People are watching that whole lifestyle, but also it becomes no, the norm. So people only show their good moments. They don't show what it actually means to be an entrepreneur. You said you started two businesses and they, and they failed. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happens. You're going you're gonna to fail a hundred times before you succeed once. You're going to hear a hundred no's before you hear one yes. It's, it's how life works. It's how the system works, especially in South Africa. You know, maybe in other countries, that ratio is different. It might be a 20 to 1 or a 10 to 1 or even a 5 to 1. But in South Africa, it's definitely a hundred to 1. So you should understand that I'm not saying start up a hundred businesses and one's going to be successful. But um, I'm, I'm just saying that you shouldn't give up. Every single time something goes wrong, think of it as the first of a hundred times where things will go wrong. But you just keep on innovating. You keep on adapting. You keep on, you know, just never give up on that. And I think that's very, very important. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's just something that needs to improve um, a lot, you know, in terms of like the mindset of young people. I think we are very intelligent as young people. I think our people in South Africa are innovative. They're smart. They're creative. They, they're incredible human beings as young people. I think the one thing that's lacking in young people is the whole concept of persistence. I think our young people are not persistent. When something goes wrong for the first time, they pick up their hands and they're like, I'm done, it's over, you know, um, instead of just adapting or, or persisting through it. And I think that's something that needs to change. It's a mindset change. That's what it actually is. Please share your five takeaway tips with someone who is thinking of becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, okay, great. I mean, the first thing is remove the fear of failure. The fear of failure affects about 90% of young people where they don't start up a business or they don't do well academically because they're scared that their peers are going to ridicule them if they do it and they do bad in it. So they just don't do it anyway. 
Um, the fear of failure needs to be removed in South Africa. Um, it's a mindset thing that needs to change. The second thing I would say is, um, you know, spend the necessary time perfecting your plan or your idea before, um, you know, you go out there. But at the same time, don't spend eight or nine years doing that. By that time, the whole market has changed, you know. I think it's the perfect balance between planning and then also implementing. Don't just implement without planning don't just plan your whole life without implementing so i think that's very important another concept i think is really key is the whole idea of networking i think if you want to become successful in south africa especially in south africa i mean any business globally you know it works on people you can say you're going to do business with a company the company employs people the people are the ones you engage with or interact with so if you you need to understand that your interactions are with people and will always be with people and if you understand what people want you you'll be able to build a business you know um i think another important aspect is just the whole concept of persistence and we spoke about it but i feel like i just you know i mean i struggled with this when i was younger um it's just like just not giving up, you know, not sitting down and feeling despondent or feeling like nothing's going to change in this business or no one likes it, no one wants it. It's so crazy how things can change in a day. One day you're sitting down and thinking your business might not have been the smartest idea. The next day, you know, people are going crazy for it. Everyone wants it. They want to know about it. They want to support it. They want to be in it. So believe in yourself, believe in your own vision. If you saw vision and you saw value in your business, don't, um, don't be distracted by small little losses or small little mistakes, you know, always think of the bigger goal. And then the last thing is, I think, you know, always have a, have an exit strategy. If you're becoming an entrepreneur, know, you know, you're starting up a business, how long are you going to own that business? Because a business can never run forever, whether it runs for hundred years, a thousand years, 500 years, um, 50 years or five years every business is going to end. Every business has to fail at some point. KFC is going to fail some point in, in its life. You know, it's, it might not happen in the next hundred years or whatever, but there'll be a day when KFC becomes irrelevant. Um, and I know it sounds crazy thinking of that, but exactly what it is. Every business has an expiry date. Um, so always know what your exit strategy is. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the five tips I would share with the audience. Finally, if you were to write a book about yourself, what would you call it? Um, so I do have a book out at the moment. Um, it's in exclusive books and CNA. It's called Empire. But that's more in terms of tips. If I had to write a book about myself, like a, a biography of myself, um, I think I always love referring to myself as, as an underdog because at the end of the day, you can become as successful as you want, but it's what really makes you successful is understanding the whole concept of being humble through the whole process, you know, and being an underdog will always, it will always provide you that opportunity. So I think this is another piece of advice as well, you know, like successful people are the most, the most successful people in the world are the most humble people in the world. Um, if you look at the real, really successful people are the ones who have no sense of arrogance or no sense of an ego in them. Um, and I think that's a very important lesson to teach a lot of young people. Um, but yeah, I would definitely call it, the underdog or something along those lines. Thank you, Zarif Minti, for sharing your insight on the podcast. Much appreciated. No, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for having me. If you like this podcast, please press the subscribe button and you will be notified when a new episode is posted. Over the next few episodes, we feature a variety of guests who will be helping us find answers to questions we often think about but rarely ask on Thinking Out Loud. Thank you so much for listening. 
Till the next episode, bye for now.